What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Matt. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And before we get to our interview today, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow our social media accounts on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at College Hockey Talk. Also, subscribe to our Apple Podcast page and leave a rating and review, and also follow our Spotify page as well. Doing these things helps our podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I really appreciate it if you did those things. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. I really appreciate that as well. You can watch this entire interview on our YouTube channel as well. Enjoy the interview, everyone, and have a great day. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by sophomore of the Maine Black Bears, Brady Gaudet. Welcome to the podcast, Brady, and how's everything going? Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, everything's going well. That's good to hear. And obviously, this year's college hockey season has been very different compared to last year. What are some challenges you have faced, and how, are you've, how have you tried to overcome some of those challenges? Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of challenges. Um, right now, we're on, a, we're on a little bit of a stopped pause uh, because of um, COVID-related uh, incidents, and um, you know it's tough preparing for the weekend and uh, not knowing who you're going to play against or even if we're going to play. Yeah, definitely. And there's also been many schedule changes that have happened throughout the season. How do you mentally stay prepared for that, those changes, and what's the key for maintaining flexibility for this season? Uh, I guess it's just uh, focusing on the things that you can control. Uh, such as like in practice, you don't know you don't know who you're gonna face the following weekend. So just working on your game and uh, doing what you can do to to uh, stay in shape. Yeah, definitely. And you've obviously haven't played in front of any fans as well. Has that been an adjustment for yourself? And what's it like without any crowd noise? Well, uh, growing up, never played in front of fans, but um, like playing in the Alphon last year, that was a that was a little bit of a shock, but um, we haven't even played a home game yet. So, um, yeah, that, that's that been tough. But once you're in the game, uh, fans don't really mean much. Yeah, definitely. I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about not playing any home games. How is that like? And what's it like being road warriors, especially in Hockey East? Oh, man, it's tough. Like, with, the, with the drives that we have to do, uh, <laughs> like every, every drive is like five-plus hours. If that stretch we had um, a couple weeks ago, Every, every game he played was on the road, and it was getting pretty tough. Yeah. Are they going to play – are you guys going to play any home games this year, or is that not looking like the case? I, I honestly have no idea. Um, the, the, our uh, school isn't, isn't allowing us, but I think we were supposed to possibly start having some home games. But I know they scrapped the schedule, but on the schedule, I think we only had like one or two home game series left. Yeah, definitely. I was just curious. That must be, how do you try to adjust to that? You know, is it like, there's obviously some advantages playing on the road, you know, because I, I know as a hockey player, you know, you're not as comfortable at being on the road, but there's also some advantages, you know, because you can expose some of those weaknesses and use the crowd noise that you obviously don't have to help uh, frustrate the other team. Do you notice any advantages being on the road for so long? Well, Without their fans, there's really no um, home ice advantage. But uh, the big thing with with coaching is the line changes. We had to we were never the we never had the last change um, in every game he played. So it's I feel like it's more tougher for the coaches if anything. Yeah, definitely. And three and three overtime has also been introduced to college hockey this year. Uh, what is that like for yourself, being more of an offensive player and having more space on the ice to score more goals? Uh, I think we've only had like one or two games. Uh, well, our, our first game went into a shootout, and that was pretty cool. I didn't get to go, but 
no, uh, three and three makes hockey uh, a lot more fun. Yeah, definitely. As a fan myself, it's so much better than three and three because it's more fun to watch. I think the four and four can be a bit tiresome sometimes, but also shows the defensive skills of players as well, which I don't think people notice because if you make one little defensive mistake, it can cause an odd man rush. Now, what have you improved on the most since last season? I think I improved on um, my speed the most. I, uh, I was able to lose some, uh, some unwanted uh, pounds, and that's definitely helped me with my quickness in the corners and trying to be a little faster in the open ice. Yeah, and how was your offseason this year, and what did you do to prepare for this season with so much uncertainty? Uh, it was tough for the – first few months um the gym where I go to uh wasn't open so I spent woke up pretty early got my coffee and did my uh did my home workouts and then I was able to I got some some nice uh, thin, synthetic ice at home so I was able to shoot pucks with my skates on so um I was able to take advantage of that yeah and um what talk about playing in hockey east and just the competition you face every night Oh, it's tough. Every game's an absolute battle. I mean, it's my dream. It was my dream to play hockey East and uh, living it out. It's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, definitely. And uh, how did the freshman class look like this year and how are they adapting to the new team? Oh, they're adapting very well. Our freshman class is, I think, very strong. We got uh, two good goalies that came in and um, one, one defenseman and a few forwards who uh, fit right into the team. And how have you tried to help their transition into college hockey? Because this is a year that you've never experienced before. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for them. It's tough for them, uh, really not getting the experience, like the, the college experience. But uh, they're adjusting well. I just tell them, like, you got to keep your head up no matter what because college hockey, it's tough, man. Yeah, definitely. And being a sophomore on the team, what type of leadership do you want to bring? And what did you learn from past leaders that have helped you now? We had some, we had some great leaders last year. Um, I'm, not, I'm not totally – I'm not the most vocal guy. I mean, I bring a lot of jokes to the locker room, but uh, we have some really good leaders uh, this year that um, kind of let them do their thing. Yeah, and I want to start off now talking about the beginning of your hockey career. You're from Braintree, Massachusetts. How did you start playing hockey and falling in love with the sport? Uh, well, I grew up in Taunton, and my father always loved hockey. He never played growing up, but uh, he, had, he had us, my two brothers, we put on skates around three years old. So ever since then, it was just our favorite sport. I mean, we played every every sport there is, but uh, hockey's the one that stuck the most. Yeah, and who was your favorite player growing up? Uh, my favorite player is uh, it's got to be Brad Marchand. Definitely. Do you have some of his edge in his game, in your game? That's what I try to bring, a little rattiness. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And did you watch college hockey growing up? Because I know in New England, college hockey's a big thing. Friday night's on Nesson. It doesn't get any better than that. I know you mentioned that it was your dream to play in hockey. Did you watch any of those games growing up? Oh, yeah, all the time. Uh, well, living in Taunton, we weren't too, too far from Boston. And then we moved to Braintree. We caught, we caught a lot more games. Uh, we went to a lot of BC games, always went to the Bean Pot. So that, that's uh, a big reason why I wanted to go to Hockey East. Yeah, and before Maine, you played for the Boston Advantage AAA team. How did you get the opportunity to play there? Um, well, when we, when, um, a couple of years after I started skating, um, my brother was with the Boston Junior Terriers. And uh, they had their um, their skills were run by uh, Tim Lovell. So we kind of had an in there. And then Tim Lovell is the owner of Boston Advantage. So ever since then, we stuck with him. Yeah, and after that, you played in the North American Hockey League for the Northeast Generals. Talk about your experience there. Well, that was a great experience. And then uh, 
Tim Lovell's brother, Joe Lovell, was the coach. So that was a big reason why. Um, another reason is it was only about 40 minutes from my house. So I was able to play junior hockey uh, living in my parents' house. So that was that was a great experience. But uh, playing for Joe Lovell and Brian Erickson was, a, uh, was an awesome experience. Yeah, what was your favorite memory with the Northeast Generals? My favorite memory, I think, was... Um, was probably the Johnstown series. It was a, a pretty big incident involving a player and a um, and a fan, but we were able to push. We were able to push uh, game five against one of the best teams in the league in front of their crowd, and that was a that was a fun experience. Yeah, what happened with that fan and the player? Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to oh. say too much, but uh, <laughs> uh, it was a uh, it was a pretty tough experience. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and t- how did the playing with the Northeast Generals help prepare you for college hockey? I think, uh, like, how good our division was. I think that it was it was a very tough division, and there was a lot there was a lot of skill guys, and then like more of the bottom line guys. They were they're very strong, big boys. So I think it uh, really prepared me for for hockey East. Yeah, talk about your recruiting process and why did you choose to go to Maine. Well, yeah, I visited a few schools uh, going into my um, going into my second year with the Generals, and then after the Nall Showcase, um, Maine ended up reaching out, and I thought it would be an unbelievable place to play. I thought my uh, game would translate well here, and um, once they once they gave me an offer, I I took it right away. Yeah, what's it like playing with the Maine coaching staff, and how have they helped your hockey development? They helped me a lot. Um, a good thing what they do is uh, we work on a lot of skill stuff. When when we uh, when they see that we're maybe getting a little tired and they don't want to run a crazy practice, we'll do some individual skill things, and that helps so much. Yeah, definitely. What was the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey? Was it the speed of the game or just the mental side of the game, making quicker decisions with the puck? Uh, it's it's by far the speed. Um, that's the thing in the null. Like guys are good, but the speed is is totally different. But I believe that I have pretty good hockey sense, and that my biggest adjustment was was getting faster. Yeah, in your first year with Maine, your team had a lot of success. What was the key to that, in your opinion? And how did you try to stay focused with so much outside noise around your team? Well, it was definitely um, with the with the leaders. They they created so much of our um, our success, and obviously Jeremy Swayman keeping us in absolutely every game. But we had a lot of uh, our, our senior captains. We had a lot of goal scorers from uh, a lot of goals from them, and that that's that helped us a lot. Yeah, what's it like to play at Alphon and being a player in that atmosphere? Because I've actually never been to Alphon before, but I've seen the YouTube clips and I've talked to players from Maine, and it sounds insane. Oh, it's absolutely insane! It's it's so fun to play. Um, uh, they like when you play UNH at home, and there's not one empty seat there. It's so it's, a, it's very cool. What's the best chant you've heard from the student section? The best chant. I can, honestly, there's so much noise. It's, it's, it's tough to hear what they say. But um, the, there's a group called the Naked Five, and they have their shirts off. And every goal, they run around the building, which is pretty funny. Yeah, definitely. That must get cold, though. I could never take off my shirt. Yeah, the, the, rink, the rink is pretty cold, too. Yeah, definitely. And you were supposed to play UConn before the season got shut down last year. What did you find out, and what was your reaction to that news? 
Oh yeah, that was tough. The um, the worst thing was was for the seniors knowing that they had already played their their last college game. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel most for them. For me, I was just a freshman. I was like, oh, like I got three more years. But and now this year is a this year's a a wasted year almost. I shouldn't say that, but we're not playing many games. So now I I, I feel what they feel a little more. Yeah, definitely. What was uh, there? How did you try to help them uh, recover through that news? Because I think I was talking to one of the main players, and they were saying they really had a chance against UConn because Jeremy Swayman was so hot during that time period. You guys were winning so much games, but you also had a playoff series at home as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was going to be one of the first playoff series in a long time at the Alphon. And I know a lot of the older guys were so excited because they knew that the atmosphere was going to be absolutely crazy. But, um, yeah, I absolutely feel for the guys that, that they worked so hard all year for the seniors and they didn't get to experience it. Yeah, and like you were talking about before, you got to play with Jeremy Swayman. What was, he, what was it like being his teammate and what was he like both on and off the ice? Well, he was awesome. I sat right next to, right next to him in the locker room. Uh, he loved leaving his trash in my stall and I always, <laughs> gave, I always had to tackle him a little bit. But, uh, man, he, he, it seemed like he didn't even try and practice and it was so hard to score on him. But it was so fun. It was such a challenge to score. Now he's potentially going to be playing for uh, my childhood team. Yeah, definitely. I know he's with the Providence Bruins right now, and he's doing a great job already. Yep. Yeah, he uh, he got his I, – I think he started the first game. Uh, only let up one goal in the preseason. It's pretty cool stuff. And you also got to play with Pat Shea. We've had Pat Shea on the podcast before, one of the funniest guys ever. He's obviously helped uh, promote this podcast as well. I really appreciate him for that. What was it like being his teammate? Oh, he's awesome, and uh, he he doesn't live too far from me, so I I've known I I uh, grew up playing against his brother, but yeah, he's a very funny kid. Freakish you, yeah, definitely. Uh, when will you be on his podcast behind the cage? Will that be coming soon? Whenever he lets me. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I got we got you. Got hit him up on that. I feel like you would be a good. I will. Guest. Yeah, that would be funny. Uh, we're now in the non-hockey segment of the podcast, where I ask you some non-hockey questions. My first one is: What music do you like to listen to before a game? Or a game. Well, I I listen to a little bit of Kid Rock and Creed on the bus, but after that, I listen to whatever's on in the locker room. I try not to get too amped up yeah. for a game. I like to play with a little. Uh, if I get too amped up, I might go crazy out there. So I like to play. Uh, try to be a little calm before the game. Now, obviously, the Super Bowl is going to happen on Sunday. Who do you think is going to win this game? I know I'm a Tom Brady guy, but who do you think is going to win? Tom Brady guy all the way. I'm going to go Bucks. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Now, speaking of your teammates, who has the best style at Maine besides yourself? Uh, I wouldn't say my style is anywhere as good as and uh, I'd say one of the Europeans. I'm gonna go my um, I'm gonna go my roommate Edward Lindelow. He's got some real good style. And uh, who is the funniest on Maine? The funniest, other than me. Um, <laughs> let's see funniest um i'm not sure because on the team i'm the funny guy do you think it's edmund's trail marks he's pretty funny but i'm not going to give him that <laughs> i almost said he has the best style but i didn't want to give him that either <laughs> all right all right now last non-hockey question if you could have lunch with anyone in the world who would it be and why I, I, I would say I would want to have it with my, uh, my favorite player, Brad Marshawn. He seems like he's got a lot, a lot to say. I think it would be a pretty fun, uh, pretty, 
pretty fun lunch date. Yeah, definitely. And you can learn a lot from him on the hockey side, but also be a fun experience as well because he's a funny guy as well. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Now, back to some hockey questions. My first one is, uh, what advice would you give a younger player trying to pursue a Division One college hockey scholarship? I tell them that there's there's many ups and downs. It's always two steps forward and one step back. And when you take that one step back, you always got to look forward. And it, it's tough. It's definitely tough. But um, things always end up working out if you work your hardest. Now, do you have any message to any of the main fans listening to this podcast? Obviously, they haven't been able to watch you guys play in person, but do you have any message to them watching at home? I'm glad that they're following along, and I, I can't wait to see them back at the Elf on whenever this is over with. Yeah, I, can't, I hope this is over soon rather than later, and uh, yeah, I appreciate uh, you coming on, but what can I do better as an interviewer to improve this podcast and make this platform better? Uh, I don't know. This is, this is pretty fun. I, I think it's pretty cool that you're – I looking on your Instagram, how many, how many uh, guys and girls that you you've uh, interviewed, but I think, I think this could really take off. I hope it does too. I appreciate you coming on. It means a lot. And player, it, I, like I've always said, players are the one that make the platform better. Not myself. I just interview them basically. So it really means a lot that you came on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. Do you have any shout outs like to give before we let you go to your teammates, friends, and family members? Yeah, I'll give a shout out to my uh, my parents um, for all that, that they've done for me to get me to this point. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Brady. I wish you nothing but the best moving forward. Stay safe. Good luck for the rest of your season and go Bucks, I guess. <laughs> go Bucks. Thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. Take care. Bye. See ya. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate it. It literally means the world to me. Please follow our social media accounts and also subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'll be posting older videos on that platform as the days go on. I'll see you guys next time with another great podcast. But until then, everyone, take care, stay safe, and have a great day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening.